everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Green Room Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Woo! We did it. A record 13 straight losses, fam. They said they couldn't. Uh, they said it wasn't possible. They said it couldn't be done. But they matched it up perfectly. The franchise record for consecutive losses on the same night. Keith Yandel breaks the Iron Man record. I mean, is there has there ever been greater poetry in the history of this league, in the history of this franchise, in all of Philadelphia sports than these two things happening simultaneously? I don't believe there ever has been. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about this game. I was listening to uh, the new Kid Rock song through a lot of it. So we're going to just turn it over to the call requests and see what everyone else has to say. Chris H., Chris H., you're live on the post game. Uh, hey, Bill, how you doing? What's going on tonight, Chris? <laughs> um, I haven't laughed as hard as I have in a long time thanks to this team. And I think it's because I've finally accepted there's no point of getting angry anymore. You just got to laugh and you got to just say, wow, we are absolutely an embarrassment. And, um, you know, it's been that way for years, so I'm used to it. We had, you know, one year where we were kind of good. We went, you know, passed around in the playoffs and, you know, that was fun. And then back down to this again and, you know, they I'm had just... two good months. Like looking <laughs> back on it, looking back on it, like they had a, they looked better in the start of the year. They had a, then you know they had a disastrous December, and they had an awesome January to March. And March ended, you know, the season got suspended on the 11th. Like they had an awesome two months. That's what this team has given us in the last five years is two months. And the funny thing about that is, you know, I mean. I always attributed that to playoff hockey is so weird. It's so fluke. You can have one team get hot and look good and fool the fans into thinking they're better than they are, like the Montreal Canadiens. And you that's what the Flyers did. And then the next season, they blamed it all on, you know, Matt Niskanen retiring. That was their excuse. Matt Niskanen retired. We're, we suck. Can't place this guy like he was a Hall of Famer. And um, they went back down the futility and – and, and, and the funny thing is, it's like, what, why wouldn't we suspect this, expect it when we have, you know, Paul Holmgren in the front office along with Barbie, Bobby Clark? We're taking advice from two guys who don't know what they're talking about. It certainly seems that way, Chris. And it's just uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to get better anytime soon either. So that's I mean, all we can hope for is that they are they just sustain this level of awful for the rest of the year that. They're forced to recognize that they're this bad and they just need to start over. Agreed. And my last thing to say is, I mean, you know, it's just hard to accept that they're going to have to go through another rebuild again because it's like we went through a rebuild. So we're going through another rebuild. That's like, five, you know, rebuilds in the NHL take like four to five, so maybe six years. I mean, by the time they're done out of this rebuild, I'm going to be in my 30s at that time. I'm like... Man, I mean, my life is going by, and this team is still sucking. It's like, can they give me anything to hold on to? <laughs> the, answer to, that, to the, the answer to that, Chris, is no, and uh, thanks a lot. Oh, Steph Driver is here. Steph Driver, welcome. Steph. I hit your button. I don't know. I don't know where you are. 
this thing's being real it's weird. Me. Tonight. I was oh, there you because are. I'm, I'm, you know, just a big idiot. So well, we know that, but it's I, okay. I know no one here is unfamiliar with how bad I am at technology. So here's what I'm thinking: thirteen losses, right? Like we we've hit the record. Maybe we just lose out. Like maybe we just lose out. Like let's just lean in, go full sicko mode. Like let's. Let's lose out. What do you think? I think it's failure if they don't at least get to 20. Like, now, you have to hit. Like, make it worth it. Make it as funny as possible because this is miserable. It really is, Steph. Like, uh, I, I, I want to thank you, though, for breaking the uh, Trochetti news to me last night. That was fun. Um, oh, you're very welcome. That guy is – that guy looks mean. I kind of like him just based on his face as my dog freaks out. Well, listen, we all have grievances to air against the Flyers, so I get it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, what are you thinking, Steph? Uh, We're going to record this week. What do you think the theme of the show is? Is it just celebrate the futility, just, just live in it? Like, what the hell do we go on about now? God. Um. I don't even know because it's still January. So do we start talking about the trade deadline? Because that seems ridiculous because it's still so far away. But it's like at this point, that's the only thing to look forward to. And it's not for our sake. It's for the player's sake. Like, get out of here. Go go chase and be competitive elsewhere. We're not going to get anything back that saves the season. So – Lose out, get a super high draft pick. It's the Flyers, so we we know it won't be number one. But two. you know, at this rate, at this rate, it might. Like, you know, like they have a real good chance of being in that mix for the top pick. Like, being quite possibly the worst team. Like, they have a ten and a thirteen game losing streak, and they haven't sold yet. Like, what happens when Claude Giroux isn't here? I'm sorry. I can't stop laughing because it's just so stupid. So I I know that everyone knows this, but there's so many guys out right now. Like, look at this lineup. I, I was watching tonight. I'm like, who the hell is this Sandine? Like, what Sandine is this? I am completely blocked out of my brain that we brought him over from Sweden three years ago. Yeah, like, remember two or three years ago when we were excited? Like, oh, yeah, here's, like, a nice, maybe he can be, like, a skilled bottom sixer that we could be all about, like, a guy over from Sweden. This could be cool. Remember that? No. Like, <laughs> like I had completely, three, two, three blocked, years ago. completely blocked it out of my brain. So when I saw him, I'm like, who, who is this guy? Like, he's fine. I don't, I don't care. But there's so many guys out. So I don't want to, like, I don't want to necessarily start screaming to trade Giroux to trade Giroux, but like obviously big things need to to change here. Um, I just think it's the it's the only thing that this franchise can do to get itself set in the next direction. Like it is a major it's a I, I said last night it's a major responsibility on Chuck Fletcher's uh, shoulders 
to trade Claude Giroux, to trade him to a contender and get the 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 maximum return for him, cover 50% of his salary and get everything imaginable. Like if this is the Lindros trade where they get Kim Janssen and Pavel Brendel back, like that is that's failure. He needs to do he needs to knock this out of the park for the fans, for the franchise. Yeah, I think Elliot Friedman today, I, I believe it was, said something about Colorado and maybe a third team involved because Colorado doesn't necessarily have the cap space, um, which would only increase the return. So, like, that's cool. But also, like, yeah, the I, I would appreciate Claude Giroux on the Avs in theory, but I don't know whether, whether the Avs are defensively good enough to really go all the way this year. I also don't know who else is, so that's a whole other situation. That's They have been really good in terms of goals allowed since Francois comes back. So maybe uh, maybe he's it for them. And maybe we can offer them, maybe we can interest them in like a Martin Jones to help out uh, in the backup spot. So you want to hang out and take some calls with me, Steph? I sure do. I've, I've got nothing going on. All right. Uh, we only have a few in line right now, but sometimes they pile up. Let's get to uh, Harris Barnes. Harris, you're live on the post game. Hey, hey, Bill. Hey, Steph. Can you hear me? Yep. How are you tonight? Uh, um, I am happy for Keith Yandel, even though he's not been good in three years. I'm happy that he could at least break it. I think that they should just trade him to Arizona for conditional seventh. Don't know why that didn't happen. So he could break it there where it would have meant something. Mm. Um yeah, but point. I don't know um, what they I am looking at Tankathon right now. They are currently fifth in the um, draft lottery odds. And you just know this fan base, once they're picking five, six or higher, th- the fan base is going to be worried to death that they're going to pick a guy. He's probably going to be OK, but the guy after or after or a couple after are going to be way better. You just know that's going to be the worry. Always. Oh, 100. I'm, and I mean, you know, whether it's whether it's hockey or another sport in town, that tends to happen. So uh, they really need to. I mean, it, it, they just need star level players. If like if they get an Elias, like say it's the uh, say it's the 2017 draft again, like if they get an Elias Pettersson or like a, a Mira Heiskanen, and it's not Kale McCarr. Like, yeah, that sucks, but at least it's, like, a really good player. Like, it just can't be a bum. Like, you just can't have a miss. Oh, and, like, I think I told you this, Bill, um, a couple post games ago, but, like, you just know that they could take a year off or Mira Shnichenko, and he's not going to sign for three years and just spend his time in the K. Like, that, that, like that's a legitimate worry. So, like, I don't think it's going to happen, but, like, there are just so many worries about – the draft and I mean the team is at this point I don't know what it is it but and looking at past draft mistakes it's just weird that they took three defensemen three drafts in a row like you can't fault the Provorov Provorov pick he was one of the best players there but the Sanheim and Moran picks when they weren't even high scoring defensemen just looks weird and then they have no scoring and look that happens when you don't draft scorers in the draft I mean Konechny just has gotten worse and that sucks but whatever 
Yeah, and there's a uh, Steph. Do you believe, uh, like, when when Travis Konechny ultimately gets traded, like, you know, this off season or something, mm-hmm. he'll be like a good second liner somewhere. It's just one of those things where it ain't gonna work here. Do I think that's what's gonna happen? Yeah, yeah. like I think Travis oh, yeah. Sanheim. I think Travis Sanheim's gonna be an average whatever player wherever he goes. But like I think Travis Konechny will go somewhere with like good depth be on a second line and be a good player there. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I agree with both of those things. Like Travis Sanheim, he's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. He's He's just just average. He's He's just just there. He's fine. Like he's, he's fine. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't love that they drafted him so high, but like, I'm not, he's not the most egregious error in my mind. So yeah, he'll, he'll go somewhere else and he will be fine. He'll be reliable, you know, four or five, I guess. Um, that's fine. But I think Travis Konechny, you know, he really has it in him. I I still really believe in him. Like, I still think he's got it. it. It's, for some reason, we have the entire group of guys where it's going to work elsewhere. It's just not going to work here. And that's a problem. Um, it sure that- is. Steph, can I ask you a question? Bill, you can answer too. But um, do you think the culture, like the dressing room culture, is just bad at this point and that they really risk becoming a Buffalo long-term if something doesn't improve? Because they brought in guys that were, in theory, good guys for the dressing room and turned the culture around. And now I'm not saying that guys have given up, but like, have they to some extent? Because it's just so bad. I I don't think it's a locker room thing, honestly, because – you know, it's it's pretty much a brand new locker room. C- considering what it looked like, let's say two years ago, it's mostly new guys. Uh, and then they have a new coach who you think that would drastically change any type of, of group dynamic, any type of locker room dynamic. And it hasn't. Like they're this, they're just the same. The same group of dudes. Um, I, I think they're there been is... bad. Yeah, no, I, I, yes, <laughs> they've been bad. That's, um, I think it's a. I, I, there's like, definitely a culture problem, but I don't think it's it's limited to the locker room. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Steph is uh, like the locker room. Whatever. Like, yeah, I guess they could have better leadership. Something needs to be different there, coaches, players, whatever the problem is. But to me, the the problem is talent and the organization as a whole. Like the organization stagnated uh, under the Hextall plan and it just never recovered. And uh, it it got us where we are. Like I just think it's more of a a general malaise throughout. Like, it's not just in the locker room. It's not just on the ice. It's just a, if you work for the Flyers, if you're a, if you're someone who sells tickets, like, you're not excited to go to work in the morning. You just go to work in the morning. And I feel like that's the issue with the entire organization. And uh, before I go, um, Steph, thank you for all you do for um, the, the hockey community on Twitter and SB Nation. And obviously the podcast is great. So keep up the good work. I praise Bill a lot already. So just wanted to, um, Thank you for all you do. Love the the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
Yes, Steph, I've cultivated a real culture in here of uh, they they really build us up, our callers. We have the like the nicest people who call in and listen to this show. Well, I've heard that. That's why I'm here. Like, I need <laughs> I, I need that. It's, Can't wait for feels- the draft. Can't wait for the draft preview, guys. It's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot, Harris. Uh, let's go to Chris Krochak. Chris, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill. Hey, Steph. Uh, you know, you really have bu- you have built a good culture here, Bill. You should be the next uh, coach or GM or whatever the Flyers at this rate. I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> do worse. Like it couldn't be worse. <laughs> Oh, and you know, what makes this even worse as if a franchise worse losing streak could be any worse is that they somehow find a way to ruin the little feel good moments in an otherwise lost season. I mean, obviously the Iron Man streak is one thing and his whole night, you know, it should be about him and his achievement. Instead, the team sets a record in futility. But you have a guy out there, Jerry Mayhew. This should have been Jerry Mayhew's night. Jerry Mayhew ends the streak, but no, they go and fucking blow it with a puck over the glass penalty. That was probably the best game he will ever play in the NHL. He is giving everything he has. He scores like an, an NHL video game type goal. And they can't even find a way to win the game. for I mean, he's so amped up. He's so fired up. He's flying around the ice, and they can't find a way to rally around this guy. It is insane. Uh, like, uh, Steph, you know, we've had we've had some fun at Jerry Mayhew's expense on BSH, and I've, I've made, you know, like, jokes like uh, something called Jerry Mayhew is in the lineup tonight. <laughs> but, like, he looks like a decent enough, like, role player. Like, you have one Jerry Mayhew in the lineup. He can be that guy. Like he can be your random fourth liner who plays for you and is decent. Uh, like he, uh, he looks like he can play in this league a little bit. Like you can have one of him or Wilman or whatever. You can't have four or five of these dudes like they do right now. Uh, but like he, like this should have been his night. Like that's absolutely true. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This is the winter of Gerald. Uh, <laughs> I, you know. No one expected anything from this kid, and it it has been really nice to have, you know, one kind of feel-good story out of this dumpster heap of a season. Uh, I, I, you know, when they sell everyone else, he could stick around. There, there are very few people that I'm allowing to stick around after the fire sale, but... Gerald can stay. He, he can play on my team any night, you know. And you go. <laughs> I got to say, you know, they might not be the best guys on the team, but guys like Mayhew, guys like Nick Sealer, I think I've had the most fun watching them because they actually look like they give a shit every night. I mean, mm-hmm. they might not be very good NHLers, but at, at least it's the effort that we've been just craving out of a player, you know? At, at this point, you know, you may as well enjoy any little piece that you can. <laughs> that's That's – and if it's looking at guys who probably don't belong playing at this level, enjoying playing at this level, like I am all for it. It's so true. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, <laughs> I, I'm just shocked that they, they can't feed off of guys like that too. You know, you'd think that in a losing streak, like you rally around someone like that and I know they're injured and I, and I know, you know, it's tough when it gets that bad, but just, I feel bad for these guys. And, you know, I think uh, the timing of this press conference tomorrow at, at literally the lowest point in franchise history, oh, my God, get the popcorn ready. <laughs> yeah. I'm really – I'm looking forward to hearing so little uh, of anything of substance tomorrow. Like uh, I, I'm, I'm not hearing that's going to be the case. 
I just like what really? could they po- what could they possibly say that would make anyone feel any differently? That's an excellent question, and I do not know. I don't know, but I have heard that it's going to be an intensive and lengthy press conference. Wow, that that's actually surprising to hear because uh, you can't honestly expect them in good faith to get out there and give you the same old "we need to be better, we like our team" cliches. Yeah, I, <laughs> I agree completely. Um, that's that's yeah. the one thing they can't do is they can't talk about injuries and COVID and the amount of practices they've had. Like that cannot be brought up at all tomorrow. Yeah, and I I get the feeling that that's not the way that it's going to go. That's encouraging because I wasn't really looking forward to the press conference because it's so predictable anymore what these GMs say. But hearing that, I'm going to have to make sure I set a reminder and tune into that. Yeah, I, I think that it's it's going to be worthwhile. I, I, on, I have no idea. Like, let me say that really clear. I have absolutely no <laughs> idea what they're going to announce, what they're going to say. Not a clue. Um, well, I'm going to set my away message at work, get the popcorn ready, put my feet up and see what, I, <laughs> see what they do. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for taking my call. Nice to talk to you, Steph. I, I, I'm going to second what was just said. I really appreciate all you guys do for, for the podcast and on Twitter and just keeping us together in these tough times. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much. You got right, it. Have a good we, night. Thanks a lot. Uh, I can't hang up on people because it's still like I have the bouncing, like it's loading screen still, and it doesn't look like there's anyone in the room until I hit the speaker requests. So people have to hang up on their own. To leave. I got it. I'll, I'll stop right. speaking. <laughs> right. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, let's go to uh, Matt. Matt, you are live on the post game. Uh, hey, Bill. Hey, Steph. Uh, hey. Can you guys hear me there? Sure can. Right on. I, uh, I gotta say, I, I feel a little bit like a stable boy here with, uh, you know, uh, Steph, Steph Driver. It, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little bit more fun, but, um, yeah, I feel I've been, uh, you know, uh, pretty negative about the team lately. So we'll, we'll try to be a bit more positive today. Um, Jerry, Jerry fucking Mayhew. Mayhew. Like, I, I I thought that guy, this was like a Make-A-Wish Foundation thing, but like, I don't know if he had cocaine in his smelling salts tonight, but that was the game of his life. I like, I I genuinely feel good for the kid, like playing as well as he played tonight and kind of wish they could have won for him. Like, I know we just need them to lose and keep on losing for things to get better, but like seeing stuff like that, like. This kid, if he if he plays a few more games like this, it could be, hey, guess what? You're an you're an NHL player now. Like you know, even if you're a 13, 12, 13 forward, like you might he might carve out a place for himself in this league, and that's something that I've been really disappointed in to this point. Like so many guys have gotten call ups, so many guys have gotten opportunities, and nobody's really taken advantage of them. And over the last few games, like Mayhew has looked a lot better. Yeah, he, um, you know, he he stood out, and I I joke about him quite a bit, but um, I'll I'll give him credit, you know, where it's due. He uh, he had a hell of a game, and uh, I don't know what they inject him with, but they uh, they they have to do it again um, and find it for the other guys. Um, and then just wondering, uh, we hired a new coach today. Um, I don't know how to say his name properly, Torchetti or yes. something like that. Sounds sounds like some kind of pasta, but. Um, do we, 
do we know anything about this guy? I mean, other than, you know, he, uh, he adds a little bit of hair behind that, uh, you know, in that coaching rank. He does. Uh, yeah. So he has kind of been a little bit of everywhere. So, uh, he has coached in like every league imaginable, including Russia. Yes, including Russia. Um, most recently, he was with the Mockton something, um, and he left. It was it was a, a personal situation. Like he just needed to get away from hockey for a bit, and I think that was in 2019. Um, he has been the interim coach for. Three an interim head coach for three different NHL franchises. Uh, he's been the head coach for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, where he replaced? What was that? I'm sorry. Where he replaced who? Steph. Oh, Mike Yo. He has replaced Mike Yo twice. <laughs> two separate times. Once in the AHL. Once times. in the NHL. Two separate times. He has replaced Mike Yo, which is hilarious in my opinion. And Chuck Fletcher was his general manager, I think, each time. So, just a fun little fact. I actually, hold on, I don't know if he was at the AHL level because that was a couple years before the NHL. Yeah, that was like 2011 or 2012, I think. Yeah, yeah. so I take that back. I don't know for sure, but I know absolutely he has – uh, replace Mike Yo twice. He was also an assistant coach on these uh, Blackhawks Stanley Cup team in 2016. Um, and I I did a lot of research on that when I found out last night that they were making this hire because that is the um, the, the it was the 2010 team. team. It was the it was the uh, did I, the I one that beat us. I made up a year. The 2010. Yeah, yeah. The 2010. I. I just, um yeah so the, the one with all of the sexual assault and the cover-ups and, and the crimes uh that was the team um and in my research i found that he was an advocate for kyle beach and he was uh very heavily commended publicly by kyle beach saying like he was like family and he believed me and he stood up for me and he did all of the things that you know you would want a responsible adult to do in a situation like that. So I I have previously said before that I want everyone from that team's name removed from the cup, and I still do, but I'm not upset about this hire. Yeah, and I mean that's you know it's nice to hear because you know I, I saw as well that you know he uh, he was a part of that team with with Kyle and yep. um, you know if, if he was one of the individuals that you know did the right thing um, I think that's you know uh, something important that the Flyers should have checked into and it sounds like maybe they did so that's yeah. you know definitely important but it just it kind of makes me wonder a little bit like what what was going on in Minnesota like were these guys like marrying their cousins or like, you know, like everybody's like related on this team. Like it, it's like a, like a sister wives kind of thing coming up. Well, with, uh, with coaches and general managers, I, I think that's just due to the, the scarcity because people in the NHL believe that you can only hire the same group of like 12 dudes. 
That's it is what like it see, hockey is such a small universe like everyone is somebody's son or something and it is kind of crazy that this dude even though he seems to have these relationships in the NHL has been everywhere so like he's well traveled and I, I have no idea maybe he's the next coach of this team I find it I don't know. Uh, I find it odd that Chuck Fletcher's still uh, – not odd because I expected him to be here. I guess it's just reaffirming that, like, Chuck Fletcher is, uh, like, firmly – he is not on the hot seat. No, no, no I don't I, think I, he is. I, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, no, no, it's fine. Um, I, I was taking up a lot of time. I was, I was going to say anyway thanks and, um, you know, kind of let you guys go at uh, – I, I don't know if you remember those uh, history will be made commercials from the playoffs years ago when the <laughs> Flyers came back. And it's uh, it's nice to know on January the 25th, you know, uh, history was made. We we made 13 games. I heard some other number that's kind of irrelevant, irrelevant but um, it's nice to know that, you know, I, I share that moment with uh, Bill Matz and Seth Driver. There we go. And, <laughs> thanks a lot, Matt. Thank and you. it's a night. Nice- it is a uh, it is a night on which the Flyers held a two goal lead in 2022. I want to say it's their first of the new year. Uh, I can't I can't imagine there was another one. I have no recollection of there being one this year. I don't feel like I would have remembered, but you know, all, all the games kind of run together. Being, I remember being genuinely surprised that they were winning for any stretch of time in a hockey game. Once they got the second one, I was like, huh, maybe, maybe tonight's the night. And then it's just, Isle scored right away and it was all downhill from there. I will say, like, when someone mentioned earlier, like, I don't think they've given up. Um, I, I kind of felt that they haven't either tonight. At different times during the streak, I, I don't know about you, Steph, but. I felt like they weren't giving a full effort, but they come out, they get the two goal lead tonight. And then in the third period, I saw them come out and it seemed like they really felt it. Like they were really hunting a, uh, a, 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 a tying goal early in the third period. Uh, it doesn't feel yeah, like they've given up. They're just, no. they're just genu- genuinely horrible. Yeah. And, and also, you know, unlucky on top of it all, but sure. That, no, this was this was a interesting game because I think you're right. They they haven't, and and it was a high event game for for both teams. Like the uh, considering the games either. these two, considering the games <laughs> these two teams have played recently, like seven goals between them is like twenty. Yeah, like this is it's it, this was not a bad hockey game considering the the teams that we're competing but uh, I just I really thought that this was it I thought that they were going to win tonight like I I didn't necessarily want it but when they went up those two goals I really thought that this was it and to go go back sorry just to, to go back to Chuck Fletcher for a second um I don't I think his seat is warm but like a toasty warm not a blaze it's like, uh, is it just Connor McDavid's heated driveway? It's just a comfortable warm. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit warmer than that. Just All right, a little bit. Let's go to uh, Milwaukee Drew. Milwaukee Drew, you're live. Well, well, well. 
set a franchise record, and we've got the uh, yelling about sports tandem tonight. <laughs> yeah. It's it's quite it's quite the evening. It is a record setting night for uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, for Keith Yandel and for all of us. <laughs> I was going to the one thing I guess complaint about this game. I mean, who can really complain about it? But that one sequence where uh, like I got so disappointed that Morgan Frost did not, you know, prolific point producer that he is decides. No, I. I think my best uh, way to do this is to bat it in with my glove. Like if Nick Sealer did that last night or, you know, that then that would have been hilarious. But the fact that Morgan Frost, you know, I, I was kind of disappointed that he didn't have more wherewithal there. But I, I know that's it's just like it's when, reaching. When it- Whenever the team's in the slump, like, I'll tweet, like, I don't care if they fucking pick it up and throw it in the net. <laughs> and I, I feel like he just took – I feel like he took that a little too seriously tonight. <laughs> I, I don't – like, at first I thought maybe he was just trying to, like, bat it down to himself. And then it was like he just kind of played that straight in the net. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, that was that was a throw. Yeah. So I was going to also mention, so with the talk about, you know – sending G to uh, Colorado. Um, and I guess what a lot of people have talked about is, uh, you know, making sure that, you know, Alex Newhook is involved in return. But I was thinking more of what if you packaged uh, Ristolainen into that? Like if you put G and Ristolainen together, you could maybe get, you know, Newhook, you could get, uh, you know, one of their other good defensemen, like Samuel Gerrard, you got, you know, probably picks, maybe a prospect in there. You know, is that, you know, out of the realm of possibility? Is that one of those, I'm only looking at it through uh, the orange and black glasses? Yeah, I just like Samuel Gerrard, while he's young, like trading Ristolainen for him, that's a downgrade for Colorado. And even if we're covering 50% of their salaries, what are we looking at there? Like $7 million plus that Colorado has to take on. I just don't, uh, I just don't think they can afford it. And I don't think that would necessarily help them based on what they'd have to give up to make it happen. Yeah. But right-handed shot and huge hitter bill. Isn't that, uh, what the hockey folks like it's it's all every team needs apparently i do like i'm really interested to see Giroux go to uh go to colorado not just because i enjoy them and like watching them but i want to see a team go all in on offense and win like i want to see a team pull that off so that other teams because it's a copycat league and everyone's like, oh, you, you got to play playoff hockey. Like, I want Colorado to burn that to the ground and everybody try to assemble an all-star team. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to uh, – last point I'll make, uh, uh, now, you know, the both of you are here. I met both of you at um, the uh, last official Festivus party. I'm hoping uh, um, that there's another one next year. That'd be great. Um, it would be great. But more uh, important, uh, we're only six away from making even more history, and maybe we could get like a live stream of the you know Broad Street hockey folks have Steph lead that. You know, we got to do, we got to have something epic here. You know, this could be happening. It it <laughs> very well may be happening. We we 
we'll figure something out. I'm sure we'll, we'll find something, even if it's just for game 15 or something. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you well, so much to both of you. And thank you for coming to our Festivus party. I also really, really hope that we can have one again in the future. I, we, we had this one for 2021 planned and like we were ready to go. And then I, I just with, I couldn't, everyone had COVID. I think Kelly had COVID at that point. Like it was, it, there was just no way. Like with the restrictions we'd need to have, like it, like no one was, no one was going to come. Like, that's what it would have been. And also, like, I wouldn't have been able to come. Like, I wouldn't have been able to get on a plane. Yeah, like, I don't think Steph could have got a test test results in fast enough time to be able to get on a plane and do it. Like, the whole thing. We missed the parties so much. We missed the get-togethers and everything. We will do them as soon as it, uh, as soon as it's possible again. As soon as, like, as it's not a logistical nightmare again. Everything sucks. It does, including our hockey team. Uh, let's go oh, to Patrick Reed Miller. Patrick Reed Miller, you're live. Hey, Bill. Hey, Steph. Welcome. Hey. How are you tonight, Patrick? Uh, you know, living the dream, enjoying this chaotic team that we got going on here. I guess I got like two things that that I want to ask you. The Torchetti hire. Does this does this really mean we're gonna run it back next year? Like that can't be the message tomorrow, right? Because that, that would be the wrong one, in my opinion. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, what I think, and this is just me guessing, is that they're kind of doing a, a test period. Like, how do you feel about the organization? How does the organization feel about you? I, that's what it feels like is going on. But I, hope so. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Yeah, and if like, this guy. On, on top of that, like they're going to need a coach for next year anyway. If I were Mike Yo, I would not want to be here next year. So I, I don't know. Someone's yeah, got a coach. Yes. Yeah, it seems to me maybe this is a guy that uh, maybe Fletcher's always wanted to put in place, and now he's got the opportunity. He's going to bring him in now. Maybe he's the coach next year. Maybe he's not. But it's a job in the league and. Fresh eyes, uh, a guy who's maybe close with Fletcher can tell him what's going on, give him a better idea. Uh, uh, who the hell knows with this organization? <laughs> I'm with you there. And then lastly, I guess I know really don't listen to other like Flyers podcasts, but I was kind of curious, so I decided to throw on uh, Snow the goalie, and it was actually really funny because they have Chris Terrian on there. And the first thing he says, like, this team was a heaping pile of shit. I, like, I laugh so hard. <laughs> but basically, the co-hosts, they were arguing about a um, potential Giroux trade with, with Bristolainen involved. And they're like, they got to do it now. They got to do it now. They got to get GMs competing with each other and whatnot. And uh, I'm hoping that might be the move. But I was just wondering your thoughts on that, if that were to supposedly happen. I, it's, I mean, um... Go ahead, Steph. Well, it just, it feels like nothing's like the best time to trade someone is at the deadline. That's when the market is, is the highest. That's when everyone is looking. That's when the trades happen. Even if it's, you know, the week before we're, we're just not quite there yet. I don't think that the market is as high as it could be. It's not necessarily a bad time. If, if 
GMs are willing to make moves, but I think that they, the playoff situation in other divisions is a little bit more murky, so they don't necessarily know across the board whether they're going to be buyers or sellers. I gotcha. Well, that's all I got. Uh, thanks, guys, and thanks for joining us, Steph. That's it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, like, I would love... Uh... I would love for them to trade like G tomorrow, just like selfishly. So we have something to fucking talk about. Like, you know, like, okay, losing streak. Let's fill an hour 15 with that on Thursday, Steph. Like, you know, it's, uh, I I would love for uh, like G or something to get traded. I don't know about the idea of packaging him and Ristolainen just because, man, that's a lot of salary for a team to take on. And most teams don't have that kind of cap room, even, you know, with the ability to cover a certain amount. Well, and the um, ones but, that do aren't competitive. Yeah, like, why would they're we probably send, bad. Yeah, why would we want to send G to the middle of the desert or who else? Florida. Yeah, Florida yeah, they're not like they're not looking to take on that kind of salary, even if they right. have the room. So, uh, but it, I think it really behooves them to try to get something for Ristoline and as soon as possible. So that's not a total loss, giving up the first round pick for him. Um, deadlines make things happen. That's just kind of how it goes. Uh, I I want everything to start now because I want the assurance that the franchises at least recognize they need to head in that direction. And when those things happen, especially the Giroux trade, that's the recognition that we need. But we're going to have to wait this out. It's going to happen a week or two before the deadline up until the deadline. It ain't happening, you know, January 25th. Right. And there's... You know, there's still a possibility that Giroud doesn't want to leave Philadelphia. I do not have any idea why that would be as a person who does not want to see Giroud suffer anymore. But there is a possibility that he doesn't want to uproot his family. That I mean, he doesn't have to uproot them. Guys stay, you know, but... It's up to the front office, it's up to the organization, up to whoever, to convince him, hey, man, you want to come back? Uh, yeah, we'll sign you. You're going to have to not make that much money, but we'll sign you in the offseason. Um, you need to be traded. Like, it has to happen for the good of this organization. If he doesn't want to wait his, wave his no move, they have to really put the pressure on. All right, Jay Murph. Jay, you're live on the post game. Uh, hey there, Bill and Steph. Hi. How are you tonight? Good, good, guys. Um, so I've just got a quick question. Um, so uh, in regards, uh, aside from all the injuries and everything, uh, do you think the Flyers are actually attempting a proper full rebuild this time or are they just going to sort of repeat what they've done in the past and uh, decrease value and stuff of uh, future veterans? I can't imagine after living – having lived through it already, I can't imagine a half measure. Like, they can't think that that's going to work this time. Like, they've already tried every other way. I just cannot believe that they're that short-sighted. But, fuck, man, it's totally possible. Like, I can't believe they've lost 13 in a row, but here we are. So, oh, But here we are. 
Yeah, indeed. Um, I also thought maybe they could have just uh, benched Yandel for a couple of games, make it to the big franchise record of 15. You know, knock off two records in one go. Why not make it fun for him? <laughs> Why not? It's, I want it like... I wish they could somehow just, okay, you, you, you hit the record, you're gone now. But they don't have anyone else. Like, I, they, who, what will, what would they do? Who would be their sixth defenseman? I had that thought tonight because, you know, I think the, the joke that we had was, all right, they're going to let him hit the, the record, exceed it, and then bench him. But there is no one else. There, there is no one else. Everyone's I'm trying, dead. I'm trying to think, like, who could they even call up and call up like an emergency? What is my phone doing? Is it being weird? For it's you? just, it's just Zamula. There's just weird feedback sometimes. Uh, Green Room is a fun app with a lot of weird ticks to it. Okay. I guess also like doing a satellite call from other part of the world probably has an effect on that as well. I mean, I was immediately going to ask. Why you are still awake? And I, I assume oh, you're like, in Australia. It's, yeah, it's two o'clock in the afternoon here, and it's yesterday. <laughs> it's two o'clock in the. I can't even wrap my head around what that means. <laughs> Stuff. You're Australian. You should know the time zones. I. <laughs> real. Um. Twelve. Fourteen hours. Oh. Yeah, you're yeah. Right, fourteen hours ahead. 14 hours, and it's also Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. well, that I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, yeah, I just want to, while you, both you guys are on, I just wanted to um, say thank you so much for making the show. I've been following you guys since SoundCloud, so you were the first guys that really just sort of didn't do all the yes questions and just said shit how it was. Um, so, um, yeah, I've been following you guys for a long time. It's been awesome. No, we really appreciate that, Jay. Where in Australia are you? I'm in like northern uh, coastal Queensland at the moment. So it's like 38, I don't know, what is it? 32 degrees Celsius. (laughs) Yeah, summer. Good conversions. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, my sister and her family, they're in Brisbane. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, that's only about five hours away from here. Okay. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, I, I spent, you know, before the pandemic, the entire month of August in Brisbane with them um, because we were able to travel and nothing happens in hockey in August. So that was a I know. Yeah, I'd like to be allowed, like, out of the country sometime, but I think um, our country is bad at the moment or something. I don't know. I don't follow statistics, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything Everything is just bad from what I understand. Just like, they say one thing and then, you know, a week later they'll be like, oh, yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, yeah, you're no, stuck. Yeah, yeah but, um, yeah, it's just awesome. Great to talk to you guys. Great to um, get a chance to speak to you both. Um, also, I guess my last question is, I guess, another question that has to do with decisions that have been made in the past, i.e. Um, Hextall's sort of patience approach. Do you think with not being able to rebuild properly, they've sort of, um, by waiting too long on players, by, like, so much time, um, just base of averages, that it's given them more chance to get injured and get on that injury path? 
before they've got a chance to make it to the big club? I'm going to let Bill answer that, but I've got some other thoughts on um, injuries. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's possible. I think sometimes you just got to take a risk on a guy like a Wade Allison. Like, you know, he was a college player, so he – he wasn't hurt when they drafted him, but he, you know, tears that ACL and then he's kind of just a guy who gets hurt all the time after that. I don't know. I think like they've, they, they've missed on some guys, but they've also gotten wildly unlucky. Yeah. Yeah. It sort of sucks. I guess there was actually sort of get a good draft pick and, and start from there actually for once. Well, they'll definitely get a good pick this year. Woo. <laughs> yeah, no, my, my thing with injuries is we've had a bunch of guys, we, we just talked about this, we've had a bunch of guys get injured, come back, and then immediately get injured again. And I think, didn't that just happen with Farabee since the last time we recorded, Bill? Is he? Yeah, and uh, of course, like it just happened with Wade Allison, he comes back, it's... It seems to be a pretty consistent thing that uh, guys, you know, Ryan Ellis tried to play through stuff. Kevin Hayes tried to play through stuff. Sean Couturier tried to play through stuff. Like, it, uh, man, this is a fucking shit year. <laughs> like, <laughs> we talked about that. Like, uh, the possibility, I think, they've got a culture of, like, Russian players back way too early since, like, Lindros and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. It definitely seems like a problem. Leave that one out there, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that goes back to what we were talking about before, um, where you know there's there's something rotten somewhere in the culture here, and I just don't know where it is. Yeah, I think they need to clean up like right from the trainers and medical team up, and and hold on to our stars because we do we do need something we do need people to score at least. <laughs> Cam Cam Atkinson can stay. Ed McEwen, he's a beast. All right, fine. <laughs> we all love McEwen, Steph. He's the I, man. I don't, I don't dislike him. Have you seen his hair? <laughs> yeah, he's Carcillo two point Yeah. Better. We need a uh, Steph. We need to get and thanks a lot, Jay. Steph, we need a uh, we need to get Kelly to start a Facebook page for uh, for McEwen's mustache. That would be fantastic. All right, let's All get right, to let's, uh, let's get to Warren Brody. Warren, you're live on the post game. Up, oh, Jay. We need you to hang up. Ah, uh, yep, cool. Leave Warren, we got you. Warren. All right, let's go to Adam Bortz. Adam, you're live on the post game. Hey guys. Um, real, real quick, Steph. Wanted to touch on your rotten culture point. I disagree. <laughs> I think that there is no culture here. Like oh. I, I don't know what the culture of the team is. I don't know what their identity is. They're not tough to play against. They're not tough defensively. They're completely toothless on offense. That's the problem. Like there's, there's nothing there of substance. Yeah. I, so I don't disagree at all. I was talking more from like, the, the corporate perspective, like the people who gotcha. play, but like the ones who sit in offices, the ones who are on the phone, 
the ones maybe behind the bench. Like, it, not necessarily just the guys on the ice, but they're definitely in there because you're right. They have no identity. Who 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 is this group of group of just the guys? <laughs> like that's 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 what I keep yeah. calling them. Like I call them the, the Jags, just a guy. Like these, <laughs> these Jags. Like that's what they are to me. And you know, they're a bunch of Jags to everyone right now, yeah. Steph. <laughs> yeah, except for except for our our cancer survivor Oscar Lindblom, I will not hear one single word against him. So if any of you in this in this call right now have anything bad to say about Oscar Lindblom, you gotta go. hang up immediately. It kind of it kind of looks like it. That was not a follow through by Chara tonight. Like that stick to the face was a second swing. I didn't I I didn't really catch it to comment on it. I saw the blood afterwards, and I was like, "How dare you touch him?" But yeah. I didn't see really how it unfolded. I same. I just saw that he was down and he was holding his face, but I didn't. I didn't see it until the replay. And yeah, it wasn't like it was not. I, I think that's the best way to say it. Like Chara <laughs> was turning around. Right. Um, regardless, regardless, I like it very little. <laughs> very little. Yes. <laughs> um. Uh, you, tell, you mentioned the front office and uh, a little bit there. Have you guys – or what do you make of this? And, again, I, I do not think Chuck Fletcher's going anywhere, at least till the end of the season. I think he's completely comfortable where he's at. What do you make of all of this Danny Briere talk, in and out of the manager's box, hanging around the front office? Like, what's what's going on there? I don't actually know, but I'm fascinated. Um, yeah. You know, I know that he works with – oh, God, I can't uh, – I know that he works with someone. Um, what's – Bill, do you know what the name of the team he works with is? Up in Maine. Maine? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I know, like, he's he's affiliated with the Flyers in some aspect there, and I don't know how the, the – I don't remember. And um, he's touched the, – the, the point that I took from it is – He's touched a lot of the separate operational aspects of hockey. Like yeah. he's done a little coaching, he's done a little GMing, he's done a little of the finance, he's done a little of everything for question mark. And I don't think it's a GM for the Flyers. I don't want him to be the GM of the Flyers. I don't want them to experiment on somebody right out of the gate that has no other experience. But it's like, what's he doing? Like, what's what's going on? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's it's very interesting, and I I don't even know enough to have a theory. To be really honest, like I think that it would be really cool if maybe they put him in as the assistant general manager, let him learn on the job, but also have a say in decisions. But you know, then then we've got to look at well, do we trust Chuck Fletcher to be the one to teach him to do the job? And I don't think the answer is no, but it's also not yes. If it's not Chuck Fletcher, this is something I asked to Bill a couple of weeks ago. If it's not Chuck Fletcher, is the other guy or girl out there available to write the ship and start from scratch? I am. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't, honestly, I haven't even looked at GM candidates and, and who's available. 
I we have one we like just because, you know, he's our boy in Carolina. The stats guy, right? The, yeah. the advanced stats oh, guy? Eric? Yeah. The original Broad Street Hockey shit poster? <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, I will never, ever, ever, ever let him live that down. And I don't think that anyone – I hope that no one else does either because that's how he started his career. Jesus. Um, <laughs> as a shit poster on Broad Jesus. Street Hockey. Um, Jesus. What I would give to have Dr. Eric Tolsky uh, running the Philadelphia Flyers, like th- there is no limit. Whatever whatever he wants, fine, fine. Have it, take it. <laughs> I, I don't – I would love for him to run the Flyers. I don't think that he is interested at all in leaving Carolina. Gotcha. Gotcha. Before I ask my final question, uh, you were talking about the assistant coach a little bit tonight. You made a lot of good points, uh, specifically the Kyle Beach stuff, you know, with the horrible shit sandwich of a situation that has been Mm -hmm. to have one good positive thing come from it that this dude touched. That's phenomenal. You know, really, really happy to hear that. But conversely, how hysterical looking is this guy? Like, <laughs> he looks like the villain in every movie you've seen. Bill, I tweeted a picture of the bad guy from The Mask yeah. tonight. Like, he looks exactly like that guy. It he's is got so- real strong that guy vibes. I'm thinking um, he's a combo. I called him Evil Eric Lindros. He's got he's got Lindros's face. With, uh, <laughs> if you put the eyebrows of the coach of the Russian team in Miracle, that's uh, that's yeah. what he looks like. Very unfortunate looking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I'll ask my final question, and then I'll leave and let you guys just kind of talk about it. But how are you guys going to watch the rest of the season? Like, how do you do? You look for the Jerry Mayhews that want to stay here. Afterwards, do you look for the guys that are trying to elevate their trade value? Do you look for them to tank to get uh, what's his name right? Like, how how are you guys both individually going to watch the rest of the season? I uh, I'm gonna watch for the best possible jokes I can make about every game. No, yeah, it's it's looking for those little victories, like whether it's is like is Jerry Mayhew someone you want to move forward with. Like, you know, it's not he's not a building block or anything, but like I've enjoyed the last uh, few weeks looking at Oscar Lindblom and going, man, it looks like he's starting to come back around. It looks like he's starting to really look closer to the guy, the pre-diagnosis Oscar Lindblom. He's not all the way back, but the fact that it seems to be building up and it's just looking for those little things. Can Carter Hart uh, continue to play well behind one of the worst teams in hockey? Like that will give me confidence. And it's just looking for those little victories. Yeah. So while I'm watching the games, um, I'm very specifically looking for things to laugh at. I'm looking for the funniest possible outcome because I am being forced to, you know, by choice to watch this game. So it's got to be just like really, really funny, bad, or, you know, a fun, good hockey game. I'll take two, but that's, 
never the case. And then the next day is usually when I look back and be like, all right, so what did I actually see here? And and I can already tell you tomorrow I'm going to be talking about how Scott Lawton might be the best player on the team right now. And um, it is the winter of Gerald. And I just throw the entire defense into a dumpster. That's uh, we have two more calls and I want to get to them. We're going to try to get Warren back up and then we're going to go to Jack. But before that Steph, like, do you think it's possible? I don't want this to necessarily happen, but I, I guess I'll be a little encouraged by it. If it does like when, when G goes and they sell some of the veterans, uh, you know, sell whatever's not nailed down as far as I'm concerned, like when it is a team of Scott Lawton and Jerry Mayhew and, you know, all these tryhards, what if they go on, like, not a run, because, like, what does that even mean? But what if they win, like, five in a row? Like, I feel like that's a distinct possibility. <laughs> it's absolutely a distinct possibility. And if that is the case, like, I'll be happy for them. I Yeah. Because, because like, it's the group of – it's the group of Jags. It's the group of nobodies. Like, that's just – that's going to be nice to see. And also – Winning is fun. Like, it doesn't matter if the team is miserable. You just got to, like, winning is fun, even if it doesn't matter in the long term. So, yeah, let's do a five-game winning streak. because. But but wait until after they lose 20, then we'll win five, and then they'll lose out. The rest of the way, yeah. Yeah. But I am like I am looking at losses as wins now. Like every time they lose, especially in regulation, I think that's best for the franchise. So like I'm, I can't say I'm actively rooting against them because like I was happy for like Jerry Mayhew tonight. Yeah, but like, like I, for I the really most part, thought, I'm actively rooting against them. I really thought they were going to win tonight, so I, you know, and I wasn't upset about it, and then they. Came real close to maybe potentially winning. So I have not given up on them. I just, you know, yes, losing is a win right now, but winning also feels good. So winning is not a loss. And, like, they've lost 13 in a row. They can win one, you know. Like, like. just, it's it's okay to be happy for <laughs> an hour. Like, it's okay. The fucking Kraken beat the Panthers the other night. Like, everyone wins every now and then. Every every once in a while. Like, it's okay. I think that that's – but let me get up on my high horse for a second because this is the platform that you've given me. Um, I, I think it's really important to keep in mind, like, we are allowed to have happiness if only for a short while, even though the team – is really bad right now, even though there is absolutely no discernible route forward for the team or the organization, it's okay to look at something and be like, you know what? I'm happy about that right now. Although there is no path forward for this future organization. Like it's okay to be happy right now for Jerry Mayhew. Like it's okay. Even though, you know, they they couldn't pull their finger out of their asses and win this game, they, you know, it's okay to be happy for him for like a minute. Uh, All right, let's get to uh, Warren Brody. Warren, you're up. Let's see if we can get you on. Hello. Ah, there you are, Warren. Uh, Sorry about that before. I'm not sure what happened. 
Uh, Steph, oh, I have no uh, idea what's going on tonight. I just wanted to say hi to Steph. I really enjoy when you guys argue. Uh, the oh, last show is great. The way you don't even argue, you talk over each other, so it's great all the time. All the, so, did yeah. you hear on the show last week that we were getting real snippy with each other and like overly polite snippy? Like, oh, thanks, you're gonna let me talk now. You're like a you're like a married couple or a brother and sister. I don't know. <laughs> We've been doing this a long time. A very yeah, long so time. Yeah, so I just wanted to make a couple of comments. Uh, you know, one of the things I was hearing is a lot of the better teams in the league are capped out. So for the Flyers to make deals, they're going to have to retain cap hits. So when you do that, you also can get additional compensation. So yeah. there, is an, there is an opportunity here. Ch- Chucky Two Steps is, you know, really uh, sharp. He can bring in not only some draft picks, high draft picks, but also some young players, which, you know, we need to write. If we're going to let uh, risk the line and go, we need to write defense in. Uh, and then we obviously need center help at center. So hopefully, you know, it's sort of like what happened, I guess, in what was it, 06 when they got Hartnell and Tim in. Uh, you know, they brought in a bunch of players, and then the following year they were a lot better. So, you know, I'm hoping for that, but I'm not convinced that Giroux wants to leave. Uh, yeah. I, could, I could see that being an issue. I agree with you. Uh, he just, just doesn't seem to care about the Stanley Cup. But I guess we'll find out. The other thing, I, there's going to be a lot. Tomorrow is going to be an interesting press conference. The attendance is declining. You have three veterans that no one knows who, who the, what the hell is going on with Ellis, Coots, and Hayes. And I'm sure Chuck's going to talk about the 20-game increment, which fascinated all the writers last time. I think there was like 10 questions. And I'm, I'm sure he's going to say we like our team somewhere along the line. So, you I- know. I've, I, I've got a couple, throw that in there. A couple comments. I do, I do think that Giroux cares about the Stanley Cup. I think he does. But I think that you're right. I, I don't think he's necessarily motivated to leave the area. And I don't know whether that's because he owns multiple properties in the area or if, you know, he feels, well, I've already gotten this far with this fucking team. I may as well continue here. It, it may be like a personal journey for him. I don't know. Um, and then the presser tomorrow, I, again, I've been told that it's going to be lengthy and, and it touches on a lot of things that we've all been really mad about. I don't. I, I don't know what oh. is going to be said, but that's yeah. Well, that's yeah. Before I, I go, I want to mention Danny Briera. I think uh, he works for the Maine Mariners. He runs the. I guess I don't know if he's president or. Yeah, anyway, the Maine right. Mariners. Yeah, that's the Maine Mariners are owned by Concast. Yeah, it's a Spectacore oh. team. Yeah, yeah. So that's the, 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 he's the our connection. Thank you. Yeah. So. He's and apparently he was in the press box the other night with all the all fifteen injured players. So uh, I got a major decision Saturday afternoon whether to go to the game or not. I mean I had tickets, but I'm so ticked off at just not even that they're losing that the way they're being run. Yeah. Into the ground, into the ground, and you know, and their their communication is just this whole gritty thing, and which is a waste of time. I don't know. You it's, know what uh, I was? It's, I, just as as you were talking about Danny Briere, 
and and this links back to the, a previous call. I wonder if they could create like a an advisor role, like a, a, a special a, advisor to the GM. Like no, more like a special advisor <laughs> to Dave Scott. Like this is yeah. this is your hockey guy we, that's in between you and the GM. You know, we did talk a lot on the last show about the idea of like having a separate president and GM as a go-between. So it's not like like we joked, you know, who is who is Chuck Fletcher pitching to? Like himself? Like is his exit interview? Like he's telling himself why he should keep the job? You know, like if it, you need another hockey guy in there because it's clearly not Dave Scott, that could be a role for Danny Briere. As much like, as I very yeah. badly want to get out of the former flyer guy who's been around forever mold. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to have somebody in that sort of role. And, and he obviously knows the hockey side, but he's been in, you know, the, the office side, the, the management side for long enough that it could be interesting. Like it could work if that is something that they could create. By, well, it sounds like you know, it sounds tomorrow. like they're going to lose them. They're going to lose them if they don't do something more with him. I guess. I also don't think that he's one that wants to go anywhere. I think I, I'm I'm pretty confident that Danny wants to stay. I'm, I wonder if he could still play. <laughs> I mean, he might have to by the end of this month. He might have to. I mean, they're yeah, seven they need- They're bad. I mean, if they if Drew gets traded and these other guys don't come back. I mean, I don't even know how they can ice a team. I mean, they're, they're going to have to start start going knocking they, on doors in Haddonfield, New Jersey. Just all right, who's got really, the equipment? Because you got to play today. You know, Bill made a comment last night that they haven't brought anyone in, and I really think that's a problem because I think like enough guys are hurt that the other guys that are playing, they're they're beat up. They're they're done. I mean, they just don't have it. What do you mean they haven't brought anyone? Why well, I, I I don't I don't know if they quit or they're just burn out burn out. Like Chuck hasn't made any like they went through a ten game and and now a thirteen game losing streak and and Chuck hasn't gone out of his way to like try to help. You know oh, okay. he, yeah. he hasn't tried to acquire and they've made some AHL call ups but like Jackson Cates ain't here to save the day. Oh, God, they, no. they they haven't done anything to really like help these guys get out but, of this. But the other thing is, I don't know what happened in Konechny and like Provorov and Sandheim, but these guys, they're they're not good this year. I and they, they I need to step up, but they're not yeah. capable of stepping up. They do need to step up. I think a lot of it is confidence, which is, you know, all, all voodoo and whatever. Like it's, well, we better get a coach in here that can give, give them some confidence somehow. I think, I I agree with you. Yep. I I don't think we've had the right people in there. And I, I'm going to blame Mr. Fletcher. You know, Bill knows how I love Chuck Fletcher, but I think that was his biggest mistake bringing in Danielle because that never worked from day one. I mean, they had a good year, but that was it. That was a that was terrible, and to have three head coaches on a coaching staff—that's a little much. Yeah, I. That whole know, strategy was ridiculous. I I don't think that I'm ready to say that yet. I don't necessarily. I I don't disagree, but I just 
he never had a full normal yeah. season here. And, and I just can't, like, I can't right now, still in the midst of all of this, wrap my head around, okay, well, yes, everyone else was dealing with that, but should he have had a little bit more leeway? And the answer to that is no. Like, he absolutely was not going to fix this team, but no one's going to be able to fix this team right now. So I I don't have an answer. Yeah. Um, it's but, a shame. I, I would really yeah. like to know what, what happened. I mean... It just I, yeah. didn't seem. It just seemed like they weren't on the same page, or yeah, it, a lot I think of the players. It everything. It just it went down like the Hindenburg. It it was. I'm really really pleased at myself. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess the point is, other teams were able to navigate through it. And yeah, exactly. You know what? And the question yeah. is, was is the culture that bad here that we couldn't do that? And I, 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 I mean, it's, it's clear it is. It, yeah. it was like, look how bad they are. And thanks a lot, Warren. Uh, we're going to get to Jack. You will be our last caller in just a second. But Steph, I just wanted to say, like, uh, damn, what was the point I was going to make? Oh, Elaine Vigneault, like with him, it seems like he needs a good, self-motivated veteran team. Uh, and as soon as some some adversity hit, like that was it. Like when everything was going well, man, he was he was he had the guys firing, playing well. And as soon as things weren't going their way, he just had no answers. They everyone was looking around. He needed the players to coach themselves a little more. They needed him to step up, and everyone was just kind of blaming each other. That's what it now looks like to me at this point. Yeah, I think that that's, that's pretty accurate. Um, I also think that he needs an experienced, talented veteran goaltender. And when Carter Hart fell apart, he had absolutely no idea what to do. That, um, that absolutely played a big part of it. And on top of that, there was something. And I, I don't know if it was like, an alien abduction or, or, um, name something else. I don't know. A natural disaster. Something like that. But something happened to Elaine Vigneault between the, the, the COVID pause and then the, the weird playoff situation they had the, the bubble. Something happened because that was a different man that coached in those playoffs than coached that team that won a whole bunch of games that is now definitely the fluke and that is not the true talent level of the team. All right, Jack Conroy, you're our last caller tonight. How's it going tonight, Jack? Hey, guys. Uh, sorry about my voice here. Just a bit sick, but uh, I-, I wanted to go back uh, to the press conference because, Bill, I came on the show yesterday and I said I'm not going to be watching it uh, just for my sanity. And uh, usually when I tune into the, a Chuck press conference, he looks like he's half asleep and obviously never really answers the question. But I want nothing more than tomorrow uh, for some tough questions to be asked and kind of put Chuck in a bit of a corner and uh, not make it so easy for him to dance around these questions with his GM speak and the thing that really sparked my interest now is Steph saying it's, it's going to be a lengthy po- a lengthy uh, press conference. Uh, that's interesting because all I want is just some clarity 
on what uh, direction this team's going to be headed. Because what's terrifying me is that the organization doesn't even know what the plan is. All I want is for Chuck to just give us a baseline of what direction this team is going to go because it's getting worse and worse by the day. And uh, I wanted to ask you guys, um, I know you're saying like, obviously whatever the GM says, is never going to make you happy. But if he was to say one thing tomorrow, uh, what would you want him to say? That's a great question. Um, Drew has waived his no move and we're going to get a lot for him. Um, I actually am now obsessed with the idea of Danny Briere as a consultant to Dave Scott and Chuck Fletcher. So I want that to be announced tomorrow. Um, I don't really know, to be honest. I don't know what he could say that is going to make me feel better. Like, I think that no matter what he says, and what happens after the press conference tomorrow, I'm still going to feel shitty about this team. Yeah, and, and what's what? Sorry, uh, what's angering me is uh, people keep talking about uh, how uh, he always seems so comfortable about his job. How is that man? That man should not be comfortable about his job. He went on a 10-game losing streak, now on a 13 uh, and worst franchise history losing streak ever. How can he go out there tomorrow and be comfortable i want him to be staying up tonight thinking about i want him to be worried about the questions that are going to be asked him tomorrow i want no softballs i want it to get serious here yeah it's you know i I know that you know this it's a really delicate dance as a a journalist asking questions in a press conference because you can't you can't be really aggressive even though you can't be aggressive but you can hold him to you can just Stay on them. Like, what is the direction of this franchise? Why hasn't it worked? Like, these are direct questions you can ask him and make him answer. Oh, no, for sure. I have interviewed him, and I think I got some good answers. Certainly, yeah. Like, I don't think that he's necessarily, like, I think that he's real pissed off with how things are going. Like, I don't think that he's comfortable. I think that he's very unhappy. Um and I think that tomorrow is going to be interesting. And I don't know what type yet, but I, I think I think it's going to be interesting. But also, like, nothing is going to make me feel better about this team right now because I still have to watch them in some form again. And uh, one more thing quickly, because I know you guys obviously got a life to go live. Um uh, I, I was wondering if you guys saw that our, our good old friend, Nolan Pat, uh, scored sure a highlight real goal. And Bill, I hope you bet the house on him scoring a goal tonight because you just know in Flyers cursed world, uh, you know, the, the losing streak uh, record for the teams on the table. We have the state of the union address for this dumpster fire of a team for Fletcher tomorrow. You just knew the cherry on top was going to be a Nolan Patrick goal. And it was, I can't believe he's alive after the hit he took. Yeah. I didn't see the hit, but I saw the, the highlight reel goal and I laughed and immediately got a text from one of my best friends and that said, I bet on Carolina Nolan Patrick continues to ruin my fucking life. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, if Giroux goes, Gary Mayhew for your captain. Oh, 
Why not? Interesting. Well, because I think I need it to be Scott Lawton because he's the best player on the team right now. Uh, I don't want anyone wearing the C for a while. Okay. I mean, I don't really care. I Nobody's earned it. This team doesn't have a captain. If they did, they they wouldn't be fucking on losing every single night. Like you know nobody is earned this thing. You know what we should do? We should make Broad Street Hockey t-shirts with the C on them because you know who who has earned the C? All of us. <laughs> All of us. We're still here. <sighs> That's I, you know. Because I'm so appreciative of you joining me tonight, Steph, I'm not even going to make the joke about you wearing a shirt with a C on it. Uh, uh, like the see you next Tuesday? Yeah, that was the joke that, I was going to make there. That's what I thought, but then I was like, the scarlet letter? <laughs> Is he talking about the scarlet letter? Do you think I've read the scarlet letter? Isn't that an A? But isn't that what it, it is? It, it is, which is why I was confused for a second. So <laughs> that's that's why it took me a little a little minute. Now, someone asked earlier how we watch these games. I get a little bit high, so that is why it took me a minute. <laughs> Well, I like to watch the games completely sober because that's how much I hate myself. No, you don't. Yeah, I don't. I do very little completely sober. Uh, all right. Uh, I mean, do we have listen, anything else, Steph? It's been like an hour and a half. My throat really hurts. I wasn't expecting my throat to hurt this much, but I guess it has been an hour and a half of pretty continuous talking. Yeah, it's, uh, hey, thanks a lot for helping me. I was not expecting you to jump in tonight, but, you know, record-breaking 13-game losing streak, uh, the the winter of Gerald, and, uh, you know, we step up and we surprise our audience. So thanks yeah. a lot for joining me tonight, Steph. It was completely sp- spontaneous. Like, I was just like, you know what? I'm I'm joining tonight. So thanks for, for making it fun, everyone, and Bill. Yes, and thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, you got to hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content, 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 so much content, you won't need to go anywhere else for all your Philadelphia Flyers needs. I guarantee you will have a better time listening to the Broad Street Hockey podcast feed than you will watching the Philadelphia Flyers. So make sure you do that. Make sure you hit subscribe, and uh, maybe leave us a five-star review. All right, that's it for me tonight, fam. I will be back after the next game. Thank you very much to Steph Driver for joining me tonight. Until next time, have a great week, everybody.